0: Hey, it's Carrie-Ann Michelle. When I set out to create season two of Lofty TV back in 2020, I wanted to capture the secrets of some of the most successful female entrepreneurs I knew. Looking back three years later, I see a direct connection between these authentic, vulnerable conversations and the successful outcomes for this amazing diverse group of women. Tune in to learn how the right self-care plan does in fact enable success. Today, my guest is Dr. Christine Izwakor. We talk about staying grounded, how to be intentional with self-care, and how self-awareness can help you evolve. Hello, Christine.
1: <laughs> Hi, it's nice to see you.
0: You too. Thanks for being here today.
1: It is my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes, I am so excited about our conversation. And I'm so excited. Um, I always love starting with an introduction of my guest and then sharing with the audience how we met. Um, so today, our guest is Dr. Christine Iswakor. Iz- I think I got that down. Okay. And she is the um, CEO of Cyber Pop Up, which is an on demand cybersecurity service platform that helps businesses prevent, detect, and respond to cyber attacks, which is an increasing need as we are growing with all the data and tools we have available. Um, But before she started her business, um, she spent over a decade leading cybersecurity functions within Fortune 100 arenas. And um, one of the coolest facts I think about you is that you have a PhD in security engineering and that you are the youngest African-American woman ever to do so which I just think is so awesome. Um, And you launched your business last year, um, which I think is also fantastic. And one of the other things that I wanted people to also know about you is in addition to, you know, being a business owner, have had this great career um, prior to being a business owner is that you're also an influencer Um, and you really help to, um, you know, Inspire those that are in underrepresented groups, and I think that's something really, really special about what you do. Um- and the last thing I'll say before we jump into our conversation is how we met. So we met at 1871 in Chicago. Um, gosh, back in probably the winter months of this year. Um, and I was leading a branding workshop there and you were attending it and as you were working on your business and then we were able to reconnect after that and that's what led us to today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm so thankful for that day. So glad we got to meet.
0: You. Me too. Um, And one of the things I think I'm really excited about today as we talk about wellness and self-care practices is, you know, especially as I've been interviewing a lot of women like yourself who are, um, you know, highly successful, very driven, um, you know, are, are out there working hard every day, you know, as an entrepreneur, but also know the grind of really corporate America and, you know, are balancing both that entrepreneurial work, the part of you that's also this brand, this personal brand that you're putting out there and and some ways that you're doing that for yourself. And you know, I, I really love being able to kind of host this and pull out sort of all these sort of different things about um, each guest.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much again for for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation. And thanks so much for the amazing introduction.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Well, before we get into talking about the self-care piece, I would love to know a little bit more about how did you get into cybersecurity? I mean, that's something that I think is a newer industry in a lot of ways. and and it's, it is rare, I mean, even think as females, you don't hear about a lot of women in this uh, profession. So tell me how you got into it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was actually trying to be a medical doctor, (laughs) quite honestly, had no idea I would um, get into tech at all, let alone cybersecurity. To your point, there's um, uh, all right, it's a fairly new industry, um, still compared to a lot of the other ones, there's not a lot of women in the industry, there's not a lot of people of color. And so um, the furthest thing from my mind, um, earlier in in life. Um, But I failed miserably at trying to become a doctor which in hindsight I truly appreciate because it led me to um, what I absolutely love um, but during that kind of process of failing and um, just you know opening my eyes to the fact that I wanted to um, I wanted to succeed I wanted to do something that like really connected me to like my purpose and my passion and so I started exploring like anything and everything and started, Um, taking different electives in school, from finance to marketing to everything under the sun. And I took a cybersecurity class um, where we were tasked with basically um, cracking an encryption code. Um, And I stayed up like all night trying to figure this thing out. And when I finally cracked it, like the adrenaline rush that I felt and um, just how fun it was for me to get to that point, um, let me know that it, it felt more like fun and more like a game than, you know, work and to think that I could actually be paid to, to do something like that and build a career out of it was just insane to me and so um, so yeah at that point I you know changed my major and never looked back
0: that's amazing i i also love that you're so open and vulnerable about talking about you know the kind of the shift and the pivot that you went through early on and that sometimes even if there's sort of one vision we have for ourselves with a career or profession it may or may not be the right fit once we get into it, and that you can completely use that experience to unfold something new in your life. And yeah. it really seems like this is, you know, your path. I would love to know more about now with what your company is doing, because I, I saw recently that you're helping to educate, um, you know, people who are wanting to get into this career field.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think that cyber pop-up really brings like all of my passions together into one place, which is, is truly exciting. It's like on one end, um, I know that businesses, you know, really need cyber security expertise right now. And there's this huge shortage of um, not just talent, but shortage of just diversity and having those different perspectives that can, you know, contribute a lot of value to the industry. And so, um, so yeah, it's like the, the one side of the business really helps connect. Um, companies to cybersecurity services. But then on the other end, and again, that I'm extremely extremely passionate about is um, helping people from all different walks of life and from different backgrounds, um, get that exposure to cybersecurity so that they can join this movement and become experts in this space and continue to contribute to uh, the companies who so desperately need the help right now. I I think
0: that's, that's really amazing. And I think, you know, when I think about running a business like that, growing it, growing your client set, growing the, you know, basically the freelance employee group that you have and helping also to support the industry. Um, I'm sure that that's exciting, but at the same time, it keeps you probably very full from your schedule. (laughs) And I would love to know, you know, as you think about that and you think about sort of self-care and that balance, that mental health balance, what what does self-care mean to you right now?
1: yeah i I would say there's a, a couple of different things you know to your point um, leading a startup and just being an entrepreneur is already um, it's it's a, a lot right um, and then for me just um, knowing that you know there's you know there's the company there's Um, I do a lot of philanthropic things Um, I you know try to balance you know having fun and and like I pride myself in being a very multifaceted person right and so when you're juggling so many different things um, uh, self-care can get lost very quickly if if you don't pay attention to it and so I think for me I look at it at, at, at two angles one is there's the um common things that I feel like a lot of people tend to think about when you talk about self-care so the um physical aspect of self-care around you know exercising and you know spa days and facials and all of that fun stuff that I I like to do um there's the kind of mental uh uh, component of it right and just really protecting uh my uh, peace like my mental state right and not compromising that taking mental breaks Um, And then kind of the third component that I think a lot of people think about is the spiritual side of things, right? And um, um, if if that's, you know, important to people. And so for me, it's, you know, praying, journaling, um, being really in tune with my uh, religion. But I think over time, um, my uh, view of self-care has also evolved quite a bit. So in the end, for me, it's... uh, in order to stay grounded, like mental peace is so important to me and like the mental energy that I carry is important. Um, but I think the views and how I achieve that have shifted uh, quite a bit over time. So I think, um, you know, if, if I look at myself, maybe even 10, 10 years ago or when I was, you know, um, really, you know, coming out of high school and, and, and getting into college and really just kind of growing um, and evolving, I used distractions um, a lot to um, keep my mental peace um, and what I mean by that is like I would um, overwork like I was the student who I would be enrolled in like uh, eight classes at a time and also like have an internship and like do all of these things to distract myself from really just being, being with myself or dealing with any like mental struggles that I was having. Um, you know I would you know drink, eat, go to social engagements, a lot, a lot of things that people do to um, to navigate uh, some of that. And so it was essentially um, hiding or like running from myself in order to feel at peace. Um, and it, it sounds so weird to say, and it might not <laughs> make sense. But uh, in hindsight, like I know, that's what I was doing. And I think, as I grew, like I learned something very important. And that's that self care to me is all about um, self awareness and all about like being okay with um, with being myself and being okay with like being with myself. Um, so yeah, I believe that un- like knowing my knowing my true self is like the true like essence of self care. And to me that's like understanding like who I am, like what got me here, uh, what's weighing me down? Like what do I need to heal from in order to flourish? Um, and I think that's where, you know, the self care truly comes into play. Um, I think there's also um, different levels in a sense that there's self care, like from a maintenance standpoint. So, again, like the things that I mentioned, like you can get massages, you can uh, meditate a lot. Um, but then there's also self care in um, a sense of like healing, I think, and like constant evolution and growth. So, for me, um, like I've, when I, you know, really like took a step back to stop and think about you know, some of the things that I've experienced throughout life, um, some of like the really good things and some of the, you know, pretty traumatic things, right. And figuring out how I can continue to be mindful of those things and reflect on them and grow from them. And so, for example, like one of the things that um, I, I did from a self-care standpoint on the healing side is um, I would set my, either my like phone background or I'd keep uh, like a, a baby picture of myself, <laughs> um, somewhere in sight where I can see it often, just to kind of uh, reassure little Christine that you know no matter what happens, like you know look at me now, like you're you're okay, like she you know survived, she's okay. Um, but I know that, like, she's still in here, right? And, and self-care to me is really taking care of little Christine that's still in here and being nice to her and um, knowing that I'm going to do everything in my power to protect her. Um, I think that um, that is, like, the true essence of just, like, really, like, being so in tune with, with who I am. Like, that to me is self-care.
0: I love that answer, first of all. <laughs> Thank you for sharing so much because really having that kind of context is one of the things that I love about these conversations is helping to give people new ideas and inspiration. And. Um, One of the things I love, uh, well, there's a number of things, but so one I love that you talked and acknowledged is about sort of all the different pieces of of ourselves with self-care, right? There's the physical part of getting some activity and mobility in the body. There's the mental piece of kind of the grounding. And then there's the spiritual side, no matter what that means for people. And that one way I'm hearing you've had success is by really trying to give yourself access to self-care in all three of those ways. And then I also love how you talked about both the maintenance and the balance. Um, because I agree with you completely that the kind of that maintenance category of some of those, you know, treats for ourselves, you know, like mm-hmm. having a spa time or even like I don't take a bubble bath every night but, or with salts or crystals or whatever. But when I <laughs> do that, it feels really re- reviving and it, part of a maintenance because I try to do it a couple times a month. Um, But that the healing part is really kind of that deeper level. And your example of having your picture of baby Christine, I think is amazing. (laughs) I'm curious, um, when did you come up with that idea? And how long have you been sort of, you know, carrying that sort of self-care with you to remind you to take care of that, that little girl, that essence of who you are? How long have you been doing that or how'd you come up with that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I definitely can't take credit. I um, had an amazing life coach who um, just taught me so many, uh, so many different things. But I would say I started doing that around um, 2017. So, uh, you know, about about three years ago. Um, And that all stemmed from I think I got to a point in life where. Um, I had seen at a young age, like, a lot of just success beyond what I had even dreamed for myself. This was around the time when I had, you know, graduated with my PhD. Like, I had, you know, broken a a record. Um, I had so many people coming to me and saying, hey, I'm so inspired about what you're doing. And, like, it was just a great feeling of knowing that I was contributing and giving back. But for whatever reason, I still, deep down inside, like, didn't feel fulfilled or happy or like something was missing and I couldn't quite figure out what it was and I happened to um get in contact with this um organization that um does uh a lot of transformative uh work and I went through one of their programs I got paired up with a life coach who really helped me dig down into um you know again what what made me who I am and uh how are the experiences and, and the things, the systems that I developed as as a kid into adulthood and, and all of these things, like how are they impacting who I am today? What's working well and serving me well and what isn't? And I can, you know, appreciate the things that, um you know, may not be. At one point they helped me, right? Um, And so I can appreciate them, but I also have to make some conscious decisions on how to, you know, continue to evolve. Um, And so through that entire process, uh, one of the things that I realized is that I was very hard on myself. Like there was so much negative self-talk and so much uh, pressure that I was putting on myself um, to, you know, be everything and do everything. And I think that kind of idea came um as a suggestion from my life coach to really take a, a step back and remember that again like that little girl is still in here and and you should be kind to to yourself right and and, and care about yourself first like that's the essence again of, of self-care is really loving yourself and seeing yourself.
0: Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. I that's really interesting. and I also appreciate, you know, you talking about how you've had some support along the way too, right? Because there's lots of different forms of that, whether it is someone that's a, some level of a coach or a therapist or, you know, even other people in your community that you trust, but to bring in that perspective and to try it out. And I'm, I'm inspired by that actually quite a bit. I was just thinking about Hmm, I'd like to do that for me, <laughs> you know, because <I> <laughs> you're right, it is about, um, you know, self-care is that self-love and it starts with really knowing who you are and making time for that and sitting with some of the discomfort sometimes, but I like the idea that um, a lot of times when we think about, you know, looking at a picture of a, a baby or a smaller version of us, I mean, I don't know, you're like, oh, okay, I was kind of a cute child <laughs> or, you know, you see this like light in your own eyes that, you know, you, you you see differently as you age and you look back at that picture. And so that's a really beautiful way to kind of reconnect at that very deep level Um, and kind of keeping going on that kind of deeper level, you know, as we think about, you know, your why, you know, I mean, obviously you have a lot of different things you're passionate about and you're, you're pursuing right now, but you know, how do you use self care to support your why? I'd actually be curious what your why is, but then also, you know, how you're using self care to support it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think my uh, purpose in life is to reach my full potential, whatever that may be. And I think the the other part though is to share that journey and share the the story, the good, the bad, and the ugly, with hopes that that will inspire others to reach their full potential, whatever that that might be. Um, And so I think at a very high level, like whether it's cybersecurity or, or, or any other topic, um, it's reaching my full potential, sharing the story, helping others kind of learn and, and, and grow in the process as well. Um, and so when I think about some of the tactical goals that I have around you know, um, being the best cybersecurity leader that I can be, right, being a huge diversity advocate, um, being a, a philanthropist and, and helping people in so many different ways there, um, investing, all of that, like it's juggling a lot, right? And so I feel like in order to reach my full potential in all of these different spaces, right? I have to be grounded. Like if you're, if you're juggling so much as a juggler, right? Like you, <laughs> um, it's a lot harder to, to maintain that if you're like have a, a, a shaky foundation. And so I think being grounded is important. And then like in order to be grounded, It's like I have to be self-aware, right? Everything to me comes back to that self-awareness. And in order to be self-aware, I have to be willing to dig into certain things in order to um, evolve. And so um, I use self-care to support my kind of why by being super mindful and by committing to um, continually evolving. And so a couple of like specific examples that come to mind when I think about um, you know, some of the, um, things that I've done towards my purpose and how self-care has tied into that. Um, one, um, uh, this was a huge aha moment for me, um, in my career. So, um, I grew up in a very, uh, my parents came here from Nigeria. Um, and so I grew up in a very, um, uh, Nigerian culture, heavy household. Um, and, uh, one of the things that, um, I feel like our culture is very known for is it. just like being like you like being super driven and like it's like you have to succeed or there's no other option and um and so I grew up in that kind of household of like you know education comes first and you have to make the best grades and and, and do all of that and um it was it was great I mean it it, it helped me uh, uh grow a lot but at the same time it's a lot of pressure and I think one of the um things that I didn't realize is um in, oh, this sounds so bad, but like in in our house, like the way that um, our people um, push us to um, to do better or to be great is through like slight insults, quite <laughs> honestly, or through shaming you into like wanting to be better, right? And so that's difficult to navigate. But one of the things that I realized that was an aha moment for me is that because that's how I was raised and brought up, as I started to lead my own team, Early in my career, I started to develop them the same way that I was developed, and as I'm sure you can imagine, like trying to develop a team through shame and insults does not work very well, right? Um, and so it took, yeah, it took that um, reflection and that realization that like, hey, um, this served me well growing up. You know, this is how I was raised, and and it's fine, but um, I had to um take a step back and do that that reflecting and that meditating and realize that it wasn't the best for my team and that completely shifted and flipped my leadership style once i had that aha moment and i think it helped me care for my team better but then also a self from a self-care standpoint for me it again helped me appreciate how i was raised but then realized that i needed to make that um shift and it made leadership so so much um easier for for me and so sometimes um like another thing i took out of that is like sometimes you don't realize that changes that you make in relationship to other people also impact your own self-care and making your life easier to a certain extent um and so that's one that um uh comes up i think another one in terms of um uh you know we talk about you know health and the the physical aspect um the physical aspect of it and i know that for the 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 why that i have right and reaching my full potential a part of that is being the best version of me that i can be um just from a health standpoint as well too right i want to um you know be as 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 healthy as i can be and, and so on and so i think in the past after um or before doing that kind of transformation period that i talked about um, I was at a point where I was, again, trying to hide from, from myself and like run from my own, uh, yeah. like, uh, mental stress. And so I would, um, like eat stress away. And I remember one time doing this kind of mindfulness, um, exercise of, of like any time, and I did it for maybe like a week or so. And anytime that, before I ate, I would, you know, pause and, um, just do like a quick check, a quick mental check. on like, how am I feeling right now? Like what's going on? And that was another kind of aha moment for me because, I would say probably 80% of the time it wasn't that I was hungry, it was that something had angered me or like frustrated me just before that and normally I would just like go through the motions and just eat something versus this time like I really thought about it I was like, huh, like okay, I need to sit with this emotion and just deal with it versus like trying to numb it, right? Um, and so, um, that's another kind of, um, it's, you know, it's a a small, um, a small thing, but it makes such a huge difference. Right. And it's something that has stuck with me for a while. And if you were, you know, talking to me, I don't know, three, four years ago, you would see a 50 pound heavier version of myself for that reason. Um, and so I feel like that's another good example of how just like self, self care, Um, even from that aspect of just like your relationship with eating right has made such a huge um, a huge difference for me and then the last example that um, I would give is uh, in terms of relationships so of course relationships are a huge part of um, potential like you can have you know really strong relationships that that help you you know grow and flourish and reach potential and you can have some that detract Um, And um, take you away from that. And so um, in the past, I also stayed in a um, pretty toxic uh, relationship for uh, quite a while. Um, And in hindsight, uh, like that took um, it took a toll on like where I feel like I, I could have been like in that time, just in terms of, again, that goal of reaching my full potential. Um, and I feel like by staying there, like I wasn't caring for myself, right? I was, um, you know, putting, I feel like the needs of, of others before mine and, and all, all kinds of things. But I think the, the biggest takeaway there for me is that um, again, relationships have a huge impact on my purpose, right, and on my why. And so today, what I do from a self-care standpoint is I have to evaluate every relationship and every connection and every friendship you know regardless of what level it is to ensure that that person one aligns with my purpose and that that person cares about my self-care journey right just as much as i care about other people's and that that person cares about my mental peace like all of those things are so important and so i think um just when it comes to self-care like it's also making sure that uh, the people that i'm surrounding myself with are also just as invested in my self-care as I am in the people that I care about.
0: Thank you for all those examples. I I mean, I think they're they're really powerful. And, you know, kind of going back and reflecting on the first one that you shared, thinking about what, you know, about the way you grew up and how that's impacted you as a leader. And then, you know, both in leading a team, but then reflecting on your own emotions as a leader. Um, I'd be curious with that first one because I think a lot of people could relate to this right as as we get older and we have more distance from the way we grew up and we start to ask ourselves more questions and, and uh, you know especially as those of us who really want to grow and shift and you know see those the purposes be actualized, um, it is a common journey to kind of go back and sort of learn from who I am and who I've been as I want to go to where I'm becoming and we're all influenced you know by the way we grow up and the people that help raise us and support us and and we know i know i've seen a therapist for several years and so one of the things that i know is that in going on a similar journey myself you learn those people in your life like you said you know culturally or the way they were raised and the way we're nurtured a lot of times it comes from the best of intentions you know or an intention it's it's just that we're all different people so we take in those cues differently depending on who we are so i'd be curious for you how did you start to to kind of dissect that for yourself? Like, at what point did you sort of, you know, kind of realize when you're talking about that example with your team, um, you know, how how did you get there? Like, what was the kind of insight that got you to that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think, um, and this is similar to the um, the first example that I gave. I feel like I've been fortunate enough to have whether it's coaches or, you know, different programs or frameworks that have really helped me kind of question um, uh, my own uh, thoughts. And so in that instance, um, I was in a, a leadership program uh, through um, my employer maybe like two years ago or so. And we had done like a complete like 360 assessment where we um, got a ton of very uh, candid <laughs> feedback from different people, from uh, you know leaders that I'd worked with to uh, people who had reported uh, to me, like in, in my team, to peers, um, and that um, that feedback was so valuable. Um, I can't like emphasize that enough, and um, was. I think that the how um, brutally honest people were is something that I appreciate because it's like on one end, like there were some parts of the report that I'm reading and I'm like, I'm, you know, happy and like, oh my gosh, like I'm really making a difference. are some parts where I wanted to cry because I was like, oh my gosh, like I had no idea that the way that I... Um, you know, operated would impact people in this way, right? And it's like, until you get that feedback and get that insight, you just don't know. Um, and so I think for me, that, that 360 feedback process is what kind of gave me some insight into some of the ways that I was being perceived. And then from there, I was able to take that and really start to break it down and, and kind of understand, okay, um, this is this is how this is making a good portion of people feel. This is how I'm thinking that it will make people feel and where is that coming from kind of and and I think that led me back to realizing that hey this is how I was raised and um, like it's, it's worked for me it's normal for me but maybe it's not for other people
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and I think you make a really great point with that in terms of the the word you use that I kind of take away is is framework I know you know one way we can think about learning things are from like the coaches and the community we' around another can be the processes and frameworks that can help us and um, I was thinking as you were just sharing that that also when you were talking about the example of kind of pausing mindfully before you would eat for that week of time that you were trying to bring that awareness, it was sort of your own framework that you were putting into practice or one that you had learned um, to take that moment to pause ask yourself a question and then make a decision about you know something as simple and fundamental as eating which we do all day i can really relate to that too i think there's definitely times in my life when um things are stressful that it's food is can be very comforting and very soothing and it's such a natural you know part of who we are as humans we need we need food to survive and um and but at the same time um it can be it can be something that throw us out of balance Um, physically and then can kind of begat a cycle um, so but I kind of heard that and then the the third piece that you were talking about which I think is also so important around relationships and also in order to serve yourself and to be able to be caring for yourself the way you need that you know we're taking in we're putting out energy for every relationship and every person that we are spending time with whether that's professionally or personally um, and depending on where you fall in that introvert extroverts Spectrum. It can also be a huge output of energy, you know, and you right. want to make sure that the people that you're sharing that with are sharing a similar, you know, vibe or, you know, uh, path as you or um, just in general are supportive of where we may not all see eye to eye, and that can be what makes you know relationships so incredibly interesting in life, is getting different perspectives or listening to someone share something, you're like, well, I don't agree with that at all, but it doesn't mean that that's a bad relationship. But then sometimes, um, unfortunately, find ourselves in situations where that give and take, um, and I just call it kind of energy, is just not aligned. And yeah. I think it's fantastic that you had a learning and realized you know what was most important to you. Um, how do you think you came to sort of that aha or awakening? Was it something you felt? Um, was it you know? Was it a physical manifestation like feeling tired or feeling frustrated? Or how did you kind of realize? You know, you mentioned a toxic relationship, but then also so sort of a re-examining of all
1: relationships. Like, how how did you figure that piece out? Um, yeah, so I think on the relationship side, it, it's a little bit different from the others. Um, I I have been in that um, in that specific example, I'd been in that relationship for about nine years. So, um, it was a long time to be kind of in, um, darkness. And I think at, at some point, um, unfortunately I just broke. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it was like just where, where I was in life. Cause I think at, around that same time when I kind of tied everything together from a relationship standpoint, I was also going through that kind of transformation period, right, where I was doing so much reflecting on, um, you know, again, how I was raised and, like, looking at... Um, actually, I, I think this, this um, ties in, in here well, too. Like, as I started looking at how I was raised and, like, my family system and dynamic, I realized that I had uh, basically just recreated my uh, parents' relationship, um, which um, also was kind of that same cycle of toxicity toxicity unfortunately um and uh, I had recreated that exact same environment and I think it wasn't until I really took the time to stop and and uh reflect especially after I had been hurt so badly towards the end of that relationship to realize that all of that tied together um and that um what I had experienced as a kid was was Significantly influencing my decisions as an adult. Um, so, yeah, I think it was again like that entire year of just like that was a really good year for me. It was really tough, um, but it was a really good year of just digging really deep into, you know, all of the different events and things that made me who I am. And so, yeah, that, that shed a lot of light on how I was dealing with um, relationships and my love life at least.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that, because I know I kind of asked you a more in- intimately vulnerable <laughs> question there. But, you know, I can I can relate to that, too. And, you know, um, I, was in, I was in a very, very long term relationship um, from kind of right as being college all the way until a few years ago. And, um, you know, for me, it wasn't necessarily a toxic relationship, but there were parts of it that were not serving either of us at a certain point. And I can relate to the fact that when you start to transform and you start to grow and you start to ask questions of yourself, um, you know, things can really shift and change. And um, you mentioned that it was a really good year for you. That's what I heard in that year, but I'm sure it was very hard. And I can can relate in the ways of knowing and reflecting on my own journey that I've definitely had some very, very hard years of like the darkest, most gut-wrenching places. But the thing that has helped me is that I've been able to take care of myself. and, And in that journey and asking myself those questions, it's like, Nurtured me for me in a new way, which is like kept me optimistic and positive. And all the times that uh, you know, it almost I look back and think like I don't even I don't even know in those months like how I was still like running a business <laughs> and showing up, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would be curious too. You know, thinking about where we are now, right? Um, I know we, we've been kind of going there and talking about the good and the bad in life and all the, the different kind of perspectives that we bring but you know we're in a time right now living in you know I, I kind of bring this up with everybody you know we're in a global pandemic something that we've never lived through really in our our generation or our parents generation um, and we're also in a time especially in you know some of the bigger cities where we're directly feeling some impact of you know change that's needed in our country um, and some of it is really exciting and then some of the ways it's unraveling you know especially in a city like Chicago can be scary at moments um, because there's a lot of emotion coming out um, you know and when when it kind of goes from peaceful to rioting it it can be scary but you know taking all that in to me the the term I use a lot is there's just a lot of uncertainty out there and I'd be curious as we're talking about self-care and we kind of put into today right now what's happening You know, how have your practices or routines shifted around self-care with everything going on in the world right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there's um, definitely been a shift and I feel like self-care has never been, you know, more important than it is right now. Um, Just between the major shift in the way that we operate, right, to um, not, not being able to see you know friends and, and loved ones and in some cases to a lot of the unrest to you know feeling unsafe to you know losing family members like there's just so much going on and it's um so compressed into you know this uh last couple of months and so um so yeah I think that it's it's changed for changed for me in a sense that um I I have to take the time to reflect and really dedicate to self-care more frequently um, and I have to be much more intentional about it. Um, I think that uh, for me um, especially just uh, because of the shift that um, our company has made so quickly in the last couple of months um, when and because of the level of passion that I have for this right it's very easy for me to um, you know block everything out and work for like 18 hours straight for like seven days. Um, especially since I don't have to leave and go anywhere. Like I, I, um, you know, live by myself. Like I, I, um, most of my family is in Houston. I live in Chicago, right? And so... Um, I have, you know, friends in, in Chicago also, but because everybody's social distancing and everything, it's very easy for me to like close myself off in my apartment and just work, which is not not good at all. Um, and so I think for me, like I have to be much more intentional about taking the uh, taking the breaks, taking the time, like listening to, to myself, especially so um, I do a ton of uh, meditating um like even if there's days when I have to you know do a long stretch of, of work I make sure that you know I I don't go like three or four hours like if I'm doing a, a long stint like that like I don't go three or four hours without like take like taking a step back I'll meditate for a little bit I'll take a walk I'll do something um and then come come back and keep going um and so so yeah I think um I think that's uh, that's been important I feel like the other piece is um, and this is a, a little bit funny to me, but I'm I'm an introvert, and so to me, like I I like being um, I, I like being on my own. Like I I enjoy working in teams. Like I, I I love my team. I love working with people. I like being around friends and family. But um, I'm super energized and do some of my best work when I'm you know like by myself. And so um, it that's shifted a little bit during this era where I think you know too much of anything is is not a good thing, right? And so. Um, I found myself at one point struggling a lot mentally with um, the idea of not being able to see, you know, my, my family and loved ones and um, and all of that. And um, that's where like self-care became very important too. And self-care became not just, hey, I'm going to, you know, meditate or I'm going to, you know, take a bubble bath or do those things It became, hey, I'm going to make sure that I carve out. Um, this amount of time to FaceTime with my sisters and my brother and to uh, talk to my mom and dad and um, to just be with like my my family and the the people that I uh, care about Um, that became a huge part of self-care for me during uh, this time that um, you know before like I I did those things but I think being very intentional about it and truly like needing it uh, became uh, really huge um, during this this time too and so um, so yeah I would say like my I think my my routines or the things that I do haven't um haven't changed um but I think the the frequency and the intentionality um uh, behind them have gotten much more stringent um like I said um earlier and and you mentioned this too, like I'm a very framework heavy person, I'm a huge planner, I'm a huge scheduler, and so it's like literally like I have my schedule where I'm like okay, I'm gonna meditate here i'm gonna like FaceTime this person here I'm gonna in I just like to make sure that I schedule those things in to keep myself sane <laughs> Well, I think that's a really
0: good point because um you know, that you use the word intentional a few times, and I think that's a great way to explain what can be very a very successful method right now. And, you know, whether it's scheduling it in or knowing, you know, every day I, I need to make this time for myself, so I'm going to figure out when that works. Um, I think that's a great takeaway. One other thing I'd be curious about is are, is there anything I know you mentioned using FaceTime, but are there any other sort of digital resources or tools or Um, you know, classes or workshops that you've started to explore that are different during this time?
1: Yeah. So I think um, in the beginning, I like tried a bunch of different uh, things just to see like what worked and what didn't. So I've kind of gotten down to like, what are my core processes? Like in the beginning, like I was trying all kinds of different um, uh, Netflix and YouTube videos uh, on everything from like home workouts to like, um, home meditations um, and oh my gosh, I can't tell you how. Um, I think this is something that like YouTube needs to work on. Like when you're going through like a, a meditation video and an ad pops up out of nowhere, know <laughs> no. it like <laughs> it defeats it the entire, entire p- purpose. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um but yeah i had that happen a couple of times and so i was like okay like i i like the i like the um the meditation uh, uh videos and and that kind of help and support definitely would have to like pay to get the ad, re- ad removed or something um, but i feel like those uh those options uh are very helpful i think the ones that i kind of um kind of uh dwindled my list down to that i realized worked very well for me are scheduling the facetimes um i do my like um like facials and things like that. I use a meditation app um, and uh, they, it, one of the things that like I liked and kind of got like really serious about is like in gamifying it and like doing like um, I track like the streaks of like how many days can I uh, go like meditating and I think my longest streak was probably like f- um, it was like 40 days and I was so upset like that the way that I broke the streak is because I had planned to meditate, and, like, I waited until, like, twelve fifteen a.m., and so oh. it was going to be for the same day. Yeah, it was going to be for the same day, but, like, I missed it, and so, like, in my app, like, it doesn't show, so, like, I had to start the streak over, but... <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, those are the, like, little things that, like, push me to, like, uh, make sure that even if, like... I feel like I've I've done it enough where like on my own, like if I haven't taken that mental break, I can feel it. And like, I don't necessarily need the app to remind me anymore. Um, but in the beginning stages, like that was a good way to kind of push me to, to keep it up consistently.
0: Yeah, those are really great examples. I appreciate you sharing those. Um, this has been amazing, Christine. The, I mean, it just has, I like this, I've had so much fun chatting with you. Thank you for sharing everything that you have, because I think you've given our audience so many different ideas and um, you know, ways to think about self-care. And I really appreciate you sharing some more deep experiences from your own life, both personally and professionally. I mean, that, that's just what makes this kind of conversation so special. So thank you
1: yeah thank you so much for having me again like this i love um i love being able to have this conversation with you of course like this is such an important topic and you know to the point of my purpose being to kind of share my journey with hopes that that you know helps other people reach their full potential this is all a part of it um this is something that everybody you know has to you know kind of deal with and and navigate so definitely happy to to share and thank you again for having me
0: you're welcome
1: see you soon (laughs) (laughs) thank you see you soon (laughs)
0: Hey, it's Carrie Ann Michelle. I believe that taking self-care to the next level just takes the right mindset. If you want a daily routine, check out my Patreon membership where I share sound baths that help alleviate anxiety, meditations to get centered, and tips and tools to stay grounded and balanced.